Hi, this is Tony Ruggiero. Thanks for listening to The Tour Coach. These are the players, coaches, experts, stories, and insights from my work on the PGA Tour at my retreats or my downtown teaching center in Mobile, Alabama. My goal is to shed light and share insights from the people who I've gotten to know and meet working on the PGA Tour and teach it through my career. And I hope this helps all of us play, coach, and teach better golf. If you like what you hear, please give us a good review and take a look at our new Dew Sweepers YouTube channel or the Dew Sweeper on Instagram, where I've taken some time to share videos of help from my teachings, travels, and journeys. I'm sitting in Mobile, Alabama. It's Super Bowl Sunday, so I thought it'd be fitting to have West Coast people with the Rams playing in the Super Bowl, <laughs> even though I'm going to bet the other side here shortly. And you also got the Super Bowl in L.A., so we got uh, three of my amigos from out there on the West Coast, o- Oscar Sachs, John Ray Leary, and the GOAT, Red GOAT, Brady Riggs. Couldn't do one without him. It's uh, been needing to have y'all on for a while. We've been trying to coordinate it, so it worked out good to do this middle of Super Bowl Sunday. and. Uh, what prompted this conversation, Brady, I'll start with you, was you had an Instagram post. We did we talked about it on my radio show. And this isn't like about bashing any teacher, right? But I think it is a I think it is a valuable conversation to have with you guys about one size fits all teaching and the stuff that's on the social media and on the internet where it appears that a person does teach everybody the same thing, whether they do or not, and talk about you know, how you have to be careful out there with what is out there if you really want to get better. So, Brady, I'm going to start with you, and then everybody just jump in. Oh, goody. Um, (laughs) Throw him under the bus. (laughs) I'm used to it. Uh, You know, I was screwing around and made a post because Maddie, my daughter, and I were talking about, you know, people send me stuff from other teachers sometimes, and I was just looking at it and having a good chuckle because every single video that you see from certain teachers looks the same. I'm not saying they teach the same to everyone, but they're certainly promoting a methodology that's consistent across the board. And it would seem as if that's what they teach to everyone. Again, I'm not saying that it's one person or whatever, but I just have been teaching a long time, you know, as has Tony. You know, Tony, we've we've given, I don't know how many tens and hundreds of thousands of lessons. And what you realize pretty fast, yeah, a few, few million, is that there's a lot of ways to do it, you know, and, and, People, I think it, they see something on social media that, that is encouraging them to do one thing, you know, mm-hmm. and I was choosing to talk about a left wrist inflection spin on the downswing where the club stays behind you. And then I was screwing around pretending the alignment stick was coming out of the grip because that's all the rage. I tried that one too. It was 1993, I think I was screwing around with the alignment stick coming out of the grip. And I had it. I actually could get it in the grip itself. I don't know if you've ever done that, but man, it vibrates when you hit it. It's a horrible thing. So yeah, we've all done that. We all, I thought I thought I was the genius. I'm like, wow, this is the best thing I've ever invented. And I think that's really my point. It's that you want to make sure that you're teaching the person in front of you and not a methodology. It's important for people that are trying to get better online if they're looking at different things to realize you don't have to swing like somebody else. You really don't. There's so many ways to swing. I watch John teach on a daily basis. He works with all kinds of different players, shapes and sizes, and has success with everybody that comes through the door. And Tony, my goodness, Tony, your players, you've had hookers and slicers and everything in between. Yeah. And I think that's the, yeah, <laughs> sure. And I think just like overall, I would just say that's the point of my post. And I think I'm, I'm a big believer in that in my teaching. And I, and I really 
like to relay that information. I'm going to bring up a quote I had yesterday from a player that I thought would be interesting and everybody can comment on it. Good player plays in an SEC school. Telling me my internet connection's unstable. Hell, everything about me is unstable. But anyways, um, <laughs> uh, uh, anyways, the good player, I've taught him forever. You know, probably since he was eight, right? And he plays in the SEC, good player. And we were talking about another player and going to one of these guys. And, you know, and I said something like, well, they make everybody do the same thing and this, that, and the other. And, and his comment I thought was interesting. He's like, you know, I think everybody, this is a summary, but like everybody, all really good teachers have good information. He said, it's more important for me to have somebody that I have a relationship with that's invested in me. And that relationship's equally as important as what we work on. And I thought that that was, uh, I thought that was a pretty good observation. I don't know that uh, my fear is that our business is going away from that. Right. I think people used to stick with people and with people. You could finish it at people with people and that relationship longer. And I think now everybody's more into with the, with everything on this. Everybody thinks that somebody has a magic bullet. And, uh, you know, you guys can comment on that. But I think that there isn't any magic bullets. I think we all have access to a lot of the same information. It's it's in it's in how your ability to communicate and coach it and everybody can get somebody to bow their left wrist and hit a push cut for Christ's sake. Right. If that's what we want, <laughs> you know? So, you know, I, my fear and I would like your comments is that we're getting away from the fact that the relationship is important. Yeah. I mean, I think the relationship is, you know, like, you know, just, I mean, I've, I've got two guys here who I spend a lot of time with and uh, had to deal with me a lot. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, <laughs> You know, John, I spent a lot of time with Brady, a ton of time with, and, and, you know, I wasn't an easy student to deal with, you know, but they, they dealt with me well, not just the technique stuff. They, they really, uh, you know, I just felt that they cared and, um, you know, that was a big, big part of it. And I think that, you know, it's, uh, you know, I think all of us have played golf at a you know, reasonably high level. And, and I think that, you know, when you can get someone being through the struggle and, and can like get where you're coming from, that's, that's a big deal. And I, and I think that I hope that doesn't get, get lost that, that, uh, players can, or coaches can, uh, yeah, the care thing is massive. Yeah. What about I, you? I, I don't think the caring coach is ever going to go out of style. Okay. Um, and if it does, then just call me out of style, but I was asked that question before and I, I said, what kind, of, what kind of coach are you? Right. And I go, I'm in terms of the connection you have with your players. I have a lot of like developing juniors that I work with and I'm the coach. And thankfully I have a very understanding wife. I get that two and three o'clock call in the morning going, coach, I messed up and I need some help. <laughs> right. And so, you know, those students that I've had for years, the, the, that's, that's the kind of coach that I am. Right. And, and I get what you're saying about the social media and people see this thing and, oh, I want to go do that because this guy's got 50,000 followers. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, I'm like, hey, some people work at it and some of those coaches are really, really good. Oh, yeah. 100%. Um, right? They're really, really good. But you're still going to be found out just because you have a bunch of followers and they go, you know what? I'm going to go go down that road and I'm going to go try this coach out. And then they don't get that attention. I think it's sort of a one and done, honestly. And then they, you know, come back to you and go, I messed up. And I've had that 
You know, I've, I've, I'm sure you've experienced, we've all experienced it and that's all fine. Like, I don't think that 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 part's ever going to go away. This is a relationship business. It really is. And I don't see that going away. Um, not because of social media. I think people, they, they find out, I, I, you know, they just find out that it's not with the grass isn't always greener on the other side. Right. Agree. Agree. Yeah. I, I think that in this, I said this the other day, in our side of the business, like from a tour perspective, you either have too many or too few students. That just seems like it's the way it goes, right? And, you know, you either have too many or you have not enough and it just seems to go up and down. And, you know, but I, I do think that you, when you do a good job and I, if you leave it the right way, then the opportunity for them to come back is, is good. But I also think that'd be a topic for another podcast. Like, how does it really work when players come back? Because I don't think very often, I've had a few times it has, majority of the time it never works. Brady, jump in there. Come on, give us some gold. We're going to get fired. Happens to everyone. Oscar fired me. You know, I still love Oscar. You know, I mean, you're going to get fired in this business. Oscar De La Renta. Player has a right. Every player has that right. No teacher should be, you know, thinking they're so damn good that they, that their player should stick with them forever just right. because they're, they're there. However, if you leave with class and you have a conversation, like maybe can come back to you. Right. Or you're, you know, like, a lot of people understand, especially with juniors, is that we usually are giving discounts. I mean, I teach kids sometimes for free. Right. I don't know why the heck I still do that. But like, basically, we're giving a lot of our time that we could be making more money. You know, we're giving our soul by these phone calls. And that adds up and it takes away from what you have, you know. And so you've given a lot to a player. You've made phone calls and helped them with connections and whatnot. And then they have a bad experience with somebody who they saw on Instagram teaching everybody the same crap. Yeah. Right. And then they're, you know, and when I was younger, yeah, come on back. I don't do that anymore. I'm Irish. I'm old. I'm bitter. You know, if you want to leave with class, you can come back. And if you don't, go go have a nice day. You know, it's yeah. just life's too short to have to deal with that crap because I guarantee you the parent is going to do it again. Yeah, I agree with the class part. I was fired so many times last year. It was crazy. It was such a good year. But what do they say? Two kinds of students? Two kinds of students, the one that's uh, left you and the one that's about to leave you. But I'll say this. I got some <laughs> great advice from from a buddy of mine, Greg Carton, Dr. Carton. And he's just like, you know, I think the initial thought as a teacher when you have a, a bad year like that, everybody leaves is to like, well, what am I doing wrong? Right. Well, I got to change to not do this. You know, and his advice was like, hey, you need to be more con more committed to what you're doing and not change anything because you've had success and you've made people good. And so that's kind of been what I've done. Like, well, okay. So, you know, we'll make sure, but, I, but again, I think that's a good lesson for teachers out there. We have a lot of teachers that listen to us just because you start getting fired. Doesn't mean you're necessarily doing anything wrong. It means you're probably, probably doing pretty good. Really. Right. Hey, Tony, would, would you say that almost at that point, you're more, you even go harder with what you teach to a person and you don't hold anything back because you're like, well, yeah, I mean, anyways, I'm going to let you know everything that I think. For sure. I think when you go through one of those periods where you've been fired a lot, and you, I think anytime you have one of those up and or those down periods, it makes you sit and evaluate where you are as a professional and where you are as a teacher. And it makes you evaluate Brady and I've had a thousand of these conversations. Like, is this, I mean, hell, even to the point, is this what I really want to do? Right. Or these people mm -hmm. I want to spend a bunch of time with and uh, makes you evaluate. But then you're like, uh, 
you know, I, I remember my buddy Mark Wood, Woody, who's a great teacher, said one time, he told me I was asking him a question about a player. And he's like, I mean, you need to go ahead and tell him. And he's, he said, because if you don't, he's going to fire you. And if you do, he's probably going to yeah. fire you. But you might as well at yeah. least tell him the truth, right? And yeah, uh, so there you yeah, go. I think, in fact, I had a junior uh, his parent text me the other day that said, uh, hey, you know, had a, just had a great time with you over there, blah, blah, blah. But uh, said it was no bullshit, Tony, for the weekend, and you were a hard ass. <laughs> and he loved it, you know, because I think the more <laughs> you go down this road, the more you're like, I'm fine, you know, like I'm just going to tell them what they need. Yeah. And I also do think that we, I think when we're, if we're talking about juniors or young people coming up, even if they're playing professional, I mean, I think that, I, mean, I think we got a bunch of pusses, you know, and you got, everybody wants to keep being told how good they are and how great they are. And they don't like, and, and they, you know, they don't like hearing the things that they need to work on. And I mean, I, I think that's part of the problem. I mean, that's a cultural issue, not just a golf issue or a douche sleeper issue, but I mean, people need to get tougher if they're going to do it for a living. Totally. I mean, I think that, you know, like listening to, you know, someone you had on a lot with, with Kevin Kirk there, you know, mm -hmm. kind of the comment I remember he made was like, you know, these, these juniors and these young people, they got so much junk going on with all this stuff. Like they need yes. someone who's, who's calm behind them. They need a, the voice of calm and a voice to say, if you, if you can give them some real reality, but they know it's coming from the right place, you can tell them anything. I, I, that's how I see it. You know, I, if, if it's coming from the right place, you I can. I wasn't very good at that when I was younger, though, Oscar. Brady, I don't know how you were, but, like, I think I've gotten better at being more direct and telling them what they need to as you get older. I think it's hard in the beginning because you're trying to appease the good player, right, because you feel like that adds some worth or value to you as a teacher because they're – especially when you only have one good player in the beginning. Everybody – every one of us that's taught has been at the point where, like, you have your first real good player and you're doing a good job, but you're also a little scared to piss them off and run them off too. Yeah, I think that's when that what you do, Tony, and what all of us do is that that long term play of then, and you take them through all that time. You know, I, I haven't been in the situation yet where I've had a kid who's in college who's winning a bunch of tournaments. So that that you know, it's a different experience, I'm sure. Like you said, but with with the kids and the day and age um, we live in, like I think it's weird though, right? Because like all their parents, you had to be real tough. And like your generation and generation before, but then like the parents, it's like the parents are afraid to like, Oh, just some are like not raising their kids how like they were raised, which is like, seems odd to me. Adversity in this generation is a dirty word. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, people, people can't, are not allowed to have any adversity. Right. So we're everybody totally structured. You don't drop your kids off the course and they go play. Everything's got to be completely structured. It happens in other sports. I coach soccer, same thing. There's no playing going on. It's all organized. Full, like back in the day, you know, if you, if you got a bad grade on a test, your parent probably yelled at you, Tony, right? Like oh, it yeah. was like yeah. the parent goes to the teacher. So what the hell are you teach my kid? You didn't, <laughs> you didn't do a good job. Right. So it's, it's, crazy. it's everybody else's fault, right? Everybody's a victim and there's a lot of adversity and we know that steel sharpens steel, right? So I think what you said before, Tony, that, that Woody told you is that's my mantra right there. Like, I'm going to get fired for the right reasons than keep a student for the wrong ones. I'd rather tell them the truth. You know, hopefully Oscar had that experience before he fired me. And I'd rather do that. I'd rather say, hey, look, this is what you got to do. This is where you are. Your, your habits aren't meet, meeting your goals. 
change your goals or change your habits, that the parent doesn't like it, they'll fire you. Who cares? You don't want that kid anyway. You know, and I just think it's just easier for everybody weekend because then you don't have to remember what BS you were saying. It was just the truth. Oh yeah. Yeah. I said, I said to a girl, you'll like this Brady, a girl works with another girl, uh, first teaches with us, done an unbelievable job, but I've girls not wanted to fix her grip, right? Grips too strong. So she swings too much into out. She's big for age, tall girl can really play, you know, she's 11 or whatever. And I, sitting there and, and I, every now and then I teach a lesson to her to, you know, help guide. And I said, like, are we going to just sit here and keep putting on Instagram that you're good? Or are we going to actually do something? Right. And I said, do you want to be good at 11 or do you want to be great at 18? I said, I mean, I can collect the money and do either lesson, but like, what do you want to do? You know? And, but it's what you were saying, like not super comfortable, not doing good that day. So as soon as you d- doesn't do good that day, Everybody lets her go back to the old grip. Well, for yeah. two days, I just stood there and make her, I hammered her with that grip, right? I mean, and I mean, she hit it horrible for a day, everything right off in the woods. But by the end of the second day, she, you know, she got, uh, it was better, you know? And I think we got to get, as teachers and as students, I think we got to get more okay with being willing to suck for a little bit and deal with stuff that isn't pleasant to get better. And, and it, not every minute on the lesson T has to be an Instagram moment, right? Sometimes getting people better isn't very glamorous. Yeah. You're breaking my junior... heart, Tony. I thought it was supposed to be all Instagram and. Now, I do post a lot of Instagram, <laughs> but I mean, you know, but, so I'm probably guilty of that too. It but. just swings though. You just, you, you put up swings and they all look different, you know, which is. Mm. Yeah, it's cool. Here's another thing. This is a good topic. I never put what I'm working on really with a player because the last thing I want is Joe Blosef from Des Moines telling a player like, oh, well, you've got too much side bend this or side bend that. Or don't you think like I had that one time somebody commented on something. I think it was actually with Lucas and some guy comments and I'm like, dude, I looked this guy up and this guy was like a baker in Cincinnati. come on right you know i mean but that's that's, so i quit putting stuff out there you know because i was like uh you know you start Mm -hmm. i mean because players as we all know are super sensitive right and uh um yeah anyways so i'm talking too much brady take this over i'm like oh i would just right in a minute uh, tony i agree and i think like i never would put something i was working on with a player i think that's their business and I would never post somebody without asking them in the beginning, you know, yeah. I, and I rarely do, but I will say that it's funny. Cause I like the thing I put on Instagram or on a TikTok with that video. Wait, you man, hold on. You got TikTok? You've got TikTok? <laughs> Red go. Check me out. Check man, me out. You're going to love it. You're doing TikTok oh toe, dude. I, oh here's the funny thing. Here's how classic this. I put a putting video on Maddie or no, my youngest daughter, Abby put a putting video on of, of like with the putting plates at a hundred thousand views. This was like nine months ago. I have no idea what that means. I don't have a clue. And then I just was like 130,000 or something. I've gotten, I have like, I don't even know what the heck happened. But the funny thing, like these people are, are sending these these ridiculous comments in. And it's so funny to, to hear the comment. And then I always basically look at their profile. You know, no name, no picture, private account, no swing videos. And then I always put that down. You show me a picture of your face. And you show me your swing, 
then I'll acknowledge your question and I'll answer it. Otherwise, you're not going to get one. You haven't earned that, man. Like a lot of Team people, lot of warriors. I'm just <laughs> reeling from the fact you got a TikTok. <laughs> I'm so. Do you feel betrayed, also, Tony? Tony? I, I kind of feel betrayed. I, I mean, guys, I don't. I can't take responsibility for. I'm. I'm. That's it. By the end of the week, I'm gonna have a do sweeper TikTok. You it's better. Time. You better. And I'm gonna follow you on it. Okay. I am a hundred percent doing that. I may do that. And I'm gonna give more cool lights today. <laughs> All right. So let's. Here's, here's a good question. How do you use? all the information that's out there. If you're a golfer, a student for your good there, I mean, there's tons of good stuff out there. There really is. And we bash them. Yeah. It's easy to see the guys that are just in it. I would go good, you know? Yeah. I mean, I would just go with taking an honest assessment. Like, Hey, am I, am I hooking a little too much? Am I slicing a little too much? Am I hitting a little thin, a little fat? And like, look out, look direction away from the shot or whatever it is that you don't like about what your ball's doing. Um, I mean, I think that's kind of the, you know, with all this technology and, and stuff that gets promoted and a lot of it's really good. It seems like we're in the, you know, we're different phases, you know, we were in the, whatever the, the Emmanuel De La Torre and then the Ernest Jones era, which was whatever I wasn't around then. And then you went to a, another era, era where video kind of was big and then, and then you kind of got the 3D stuff come along and then you got more 3D stuff come along and like, you know, what's, you know, what's next. So, you know, like, it seems like right now we're in the wrist angle generation. We're in the wrist angle society, <laughs> jump up as hard as we can. You know, we were in the, we were in the age. Now we're in the, the wrist angle age. So back to your question. I mean, I, that I don't really like, and how do I nudge it a little bit more one way back to the middle a little bit? Hi, this is Tony Ruggiero here, host of the Tour Coach Podcast. Thanks to our great sponsors, Shrixon Golf and Bushnell Golf, we're working to help spread the word about the Tour Coach and get more people to download and get more people to listen to it. I have so many DMs every week from golfers, from teachers, just people that are passionate about the game of golf that love our authentic, our raw approach. It's unproduced. It's just natural. It's from my travels, teaching and working on the PGA Tour, teaching at our retreats, just conversations with the very best in the world of golf. And we want more people to know about it. So Shrixon and Cleveland Golf and Bushnell and I have teamed up to give away some stuff. And here's what you have to do to win and help spread the word about the Tour Coach. All you have to do is go on to Apple iTunes and give a review of the Tour Coach, then screenshot it, and then post it on Instagram or Twitter and tag Shrixon and Bushnell and myself at the Dew Sweeper on Instagram or at Dew Sweeper Golf on Twitter. And what I'm gonna do weekly is draw from those people that tag me on social media, as well as Bushnell and Shrixon, and I'm gonna do drawings for Wingman's, Dew Sweeper Books, new Shrixon golf balls and wedges. We're gonna give away a ton of stuff each week over the next month. So spread the word about the tour coach, give a review, screenshot it and post it on your social media channels and tag me at the Dew Sweeper and at Dew Sweeper Golf. And we're going to be spreading the word and spreading the love and helping people play better golf. I think there's a lot of people that equate a lesson as good, whereas if they make the speed number on a 
quad go up or a track man. Uh, yeah. go, I, and, and I've seen that, right? And I use biomechanics in my teaching, Dr. Lynn and stuff. But and, and I've watched, I've been to a bunch of these seminars and stuff. And, you know, all they talk about is we got them from 99 to 105. And it's like, but the guy hit we- 40 yards offline, right? I mean, you know, I, I think that's one concern, right? Like with all this, te- I mean, like, just because you add five miles an hour to a guy's golf swing doesn't mean you made him a better player or that you've done a good damn job in the lesson, unless he came to you specifically and said, I don't care about anything other than I need to pick up five miles an hour. It only don't matter if you don't care about score. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I think you have to separate it. Is it entertainment that you're looking for? You know, cause that's a whole different thing. Are you trying to increase your knowledge as a teacher? Then there's tons of people you should if yep. you're trying to work on a specific area, putting or whatever, find the right person, whether that's, you know, Derek Ueda or whoever it is. And if you're working on the mental game, if you want to follow, you know, Rick Sessinghouse or yeah. something like that. If, but like Oscar said, you know, if you're hooking it and you're going to a guy who's teaching you to have your grip really strong and your left wrist inflection and you can't move, get to hook it more. Yeah. So that probably wouldn't be a good guy for you, you know? So you kind of want to make sure that, you know, what am I trying to get out of it? Am I just scrolling through because it's interesting? Then who cares who you follow? But if you're actually trying to improve your own game, then caution, you know, take some caution. Make sure you're going to somebody who actually, as Tony said long ago, and I remember. This is in my early days. He said at some <laughs> point you got to, it was any any bar anywhere, right? Yeah. At I some mean, point you got to teach somebody, <laughs> taught somebody else to play with the crap. You know, that's kind of important. So if, if they're just some dude that's putting the same swing out there, I would maybe say that. That's something to avoid. If every single lesson looks exactly this, I would probably avoid that person. Just me. I, I would hey, avoid hey. somebody too that doesn't ask you like, that doesn't ask you like a whole lot of questions about your game, right? And that just jumps in there and starts trying to create speed or trying to do this. I mean, because there's so many different reasons people come to see us and there's so many different paths to help people be better. Right. You know, speed or by, it's just one little aspect, you know, one pillar of the whole house, you know, Mm -hmm. Tony, I wanted to ask you this question. There was a post this week and it was Bryson versus Bryson pre bulk versus post bulk. Did you guys see this? Yeah, Yeah, that was, that was good. What do you guys think of that? Just being at first. Wow. Um, the gist that he's just three yards longer, his scoring average pre-bulk was 69.6, and then post-bulk it was 69.5. His ranking, he's one spot higher. He's got one major win versus zero, 13 top 10s versus 17, five total wins pre-bulk, three post-bulk. Those are both in 42 total starts. I'll start with this. I think the interesting thing about what Bryson did – is that he wasn't the 180th player or 200th player in the world when he undertook this. He was the fifth or sixth, whatever it was, sixth-ranked player in the world who I would think would have won a major at some point regardless, right? I think he was one mm-hmm. of the best players in the world when he undertook it. So, you know, you got to respect a guy for pushing himself, thinking that he needed to do that, you know, and I kind of equated it to like when Tiger left Butch. I mean – I don't know any of the reasoning or whatever, but like he had just won and beat the hell out of everybody by how many in every major, you know, and won the tiger slam and all that and felt like there had to be something out there that was going to make him even better. Right. And, uh, 
you know, you got to think that Bryson and, and Como, who I know we all know, you know, had to have had that type of thinking like that he, that this was going to give him some advantage over everybody by chasing that and doing it. And also I think seeing the way that the game is going is obviously going in that direction. But now the interesting thing to me is like the results, like you talked about with the same number of starts, you know, it'd be more interesting to me to find to like, if you could get them like doped up where they had to tell the truth and say, like, <laughs> did they expect better results and more major wins than they've had now doing it? Right. You know, right. That- like, would you do this all over again, knowing the results? Mm-hmm. If I could chime in, I would say, John, you're missing out on a really important result, which was the eighth place finish, I think, in the long drive championship. I mean, we can't discount <laughs> the importance of that. Not at all. Not at all. Um, Dang it, I so I would, Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I'm here for, I'm here for, the, for the facts. The, the other thing I'd say is uh, somebody's got to do it. Um, it. Time will tell. Like, is this a sustainable which we've all talked about is this sustainable over the long haul. I mean, what kind of career do you want? You know, like he's putting all the chips. It seems like he's pushing them all in on this strategy right now. Right. I mean, look at Jack's 20 year run, you know, where he was, it was ridiculous from 1960 to 1980, what that guy did. Mm -hmm. I mean, do we see a player doing what Bryson's doing for that extended period of time? And should anybody even try to do that? I don't know. Is he looking for a five year win? where he's able to just win as much money in as many tournaments as possible. But, you know, you have to be sick of the commitment the guy made. I mean, it's unbelievable. Uh, it's guy it's impressive. And, and uh, it is, it is, yeah. it's an amazing commitment. I'm, I'm hats off to the commitment. I don't know if, if it was somebody, if I loved that person, let's say it was my, my son or something. I don't know. I think I'd be very yeah. cautious about that. I'd want to see a long-term plan rather than a, a short-term possibility. I be with, with that right there. So there's a 21-yard gain. Hmm. Of that really, can we say, is from the bulking part. And if he were, obviously, I, I would say just accumulators. Like he, his number two accumulator before he would actually, you know, resist it. But he would underload it. Now he massively loads it. Like how much is that worth of distance? He sped up his backswing. There's another oh, thing right there. Significantly, okay. yes. So, realistically, from 302, just doing those two things, does that put them up to like 318, 320? So then it's really not much. I mean, the working out part really wasn't that much of the distance. Is that a it way to be. look at it, you think? I think it could be. And it also, I mean, to me, it's the training that scares me. The number of swings he's making at that that yeah. clip that he's making it at. That's yeah. the thing that scares me is the, re- you know, look, it's repeated. It's all, we're already in jeopardy playing golf with different body parts. We all know yep. that, you know, but you do it you as fast as you can over and over and over and over. You, you, you would logically think it could be difficult on you. And I think if you look at the numbers, one thing that I'm not going to say the person's name, but they, they may mention this after that picture came out, they said, Oh, but look at the strokes gain driving. You know, that's where he made a huge jump was in strokes gain driving. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, fine. So if he made a huge chunk and strokes game driving, what is he yeah. shooting? You yeah. know, like, I mean, I just so don't care. Like, and I love stats. If you guys, you guys know me, yeah. I, I love digging down into that stuff, but like even this week, you know, they're playing on a course that's firm and fast. Got to hit the fairway. You know, the rough yeah. makes you lose control of the ball. Like I hope that the golf courses end up going 
a little bit more like what we've seen this week in Phoenix, where things are firmer. You know, Tony, you were out there, weren't you? No, I didn't go. I mean, because from what I've seen, and I'm, I don't know if you're, it is bouncing all over the place. Yeah, yeah it is. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's it's so good like that. I mean, I think that yeah. makes driving more driving accuracy becomes more important. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. And I think, uh, I mean, I think the other interesting question to me is like, so he picked up thirty yards basically. Like, how much yardage do you have to pick up where it really is a huge advantage? Because they all hit it far right now, right? Like that's the thing for me is, and I think the equally great lesson out of the Bryson experiment is that Rory went down that road and decided it was making him worse and went another direction, right? Yeah, I mean, sure I did. That's like equally as good of a lesson out of, you know, out of this. And, and uh, um, you know, I've heard DJ be interviewed and DJ say, I'm not going to chase it. I hit it plenty far. I'm good enough when I play my best, right? And I think Kepka from just – I mean, I gather that he thinks the same way, right? So, I, I mean, it's interesting – I don't. I think everybody's enamored with it at first, but I think now people are realizing that, like we you saw in those stats, that it didn't just translate into four majors and eight wins or something like that. Yeah. Can I jump in yeah. on that, Tony? One thing yeah. I, I think you just said is so true. Tony said, DJ said it was long enough. You know, and that's like a life philosophy. Like mm-hmm. people that don't think they have enough money, when they do have enough money. If they have enough money and they don't think they have enough money, they're never going to think they have enough money. Correct. Right. They're always going to chase it. Well, this is the same thing with, I, I, it's a big analogy, but let's just say driver length, right? If you're long enough, you're long enough, right? There's always going to be somebody longer. Who cares? You know, you've got to be long enough. And it, once you get long enough, you're long enough. You know, what's 10, 15 more yards. If you're going to lose a little accuracy, I mean, the longest driver in the world doesn't always become the number one player or ever sometimes. Right. So I think, I think focus on different parts of your game. I mean, it just seems like to me, if you're long enough, you're long enough, find another area that needs to get better. I agree. What's interesting, what you both said there about the two people that you brought up, McElroy and DJ, even these guys are following social media trends. <laughs> even the best. True. It's amazing to me how many tour players really watch IG and you know what I mean? They oh, end up yeah. chasing a teacher. It, it, it's baffling to me. But I mean, I've picked up a student. I mean, it's shocking that anybody would come see me because of my Instagram, right? But, <laughs> but like, I would. I, I, I picked I up. Would. I would. Like, hey, I like the way your folks swing and the way you work with people or whatever. But like, uh, yeah. But I agree with you. They do. They do watch it. I mean, but think about it. They're they're in Oscar's generation. Most of them, right? I mean, they. <laughs> right? Even I'm getting old now. He's the new kid on the block, right? But so. Uh, you know, I mean, I don't know. I think it's part of what we do. All right, so parting shots. John Ray, lead us off. What you thinking? Give us something good. To um, think I'm thinking about, uh, you know what? Gratitude puts you in the right mental frame of mind if you all want to play better, you know, being That's out on deep. the course. And, and uh, yeah, I, I think I, I'm big on that. If you want to play better, just kind of have a little bit of gratitude to get your brain in the right frame of mind um, and see what happens. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Totally agree. Oscar, are you next for me? I would say I got two things. First, I would say if you're on social media world, go get a lesson from someone who teaches a variety of different people. If they teach a variety of different people, they kind of know what they're doing. Second thing, I would say if you're a junior, it's a tricky one because you need to hit it reasonably far to play at a high level, but you also need to move good. So find someone who's going to help you move good, and then hopefully that'll bring about the speed rather than 
trying to swing out of your shoes and lose. I'm, I'm going to answer it this way. Um, one, if you're a developing player, make sure your habits match your goals. You know, if, if you if you don't have the habits to reach the goals that you're trying to achieve, then you need to change your goal or change your habit. This is not me that's invented this, but I really think if you can be have that level of honesty with your players, that's important. And the other thing is just lighten up, man. People need to relax. Like it's freaking social media, you know? Like I, the hate I get on that one post is so funny. It's like, dude, it's an it's a TikTok. I mean, this is this is the end for you. I'm still. I mean, people just need to chill, dude. You know, Tony, you're right. You should. I'm I'm ahead of you, Tony. I'm a trendsetter, but this you is just so stupid, man. You know, enough. He's I'm trending this with, way. I'm, I'm going to end with this, and you can chat <laughs> any of you chime in. But I had this conversation the other day. So they're all this measure, and I and I'm so sick of hearing this. Why guess when you can measure? So, <laughs> so and, and everybody's like, oh, well, he measures this way. So we're just going to leave him there. So like to me, my thought is my job as a coach and a teacher is to take a person and to help develop them, regardless of age, flexibility, ability to take them from where they are and use my expertise and skill level to coach and develop them to make a better movement, become a better player. Like when you just measure a person and say, oh, well, he he hits it way harder leaning on his left leg. Like that's assuming that the guy isn't going to work, isn't going to get any better, and that I can't coach to make him learn to wind up behind it and turn through it. And that, that I'm so sick of turning on this <laughs> and, 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 and every jack leg, well, I mean, well, I guess when you can measure, like get out there. we all can measure. We like, why don't we get out there and actually teach somebody how to turn back and through, right? Like, and if they can't, because they physically can't get them with somebody that can help it. All right, I'm off my soapbox. Did I piss anybody off, Brady? Was that bad? That was great. <laughs> that was absolutely fantastic. That just made my whole day right there. As usual, Tony, that's why I need, every time Tony calls, I pick up the phone because something, right. some wisdom's going to come my way. But it's true. You know? like, we're coaches, we're teachers. Develop somebody, make them better. Don't just and, look for an easy way out and measure them and lean them to one area. I, and here's another. Can I add on to? Can I yeah. pile on to your? I'm gonna pile on Tony. And I'm Get all on for the, measuring. By the way, I'm all for measuring. And I know I'm you are finding out I what know. a person's body yeah. can do. But come on. Get on the course. Mm-hmm. Amen. Get on the course. It doesn't matter. Honestly, on the range, gives a crap. I mean, look That's if they can do point. it on the range, and they, if they can do it on the range and they can't do it on the course, you should never go back to the range. Correct. You know. Get on the course because yeah. ultimately, if you can do it on the range, who cares? Who cares? Yeah, I got it. I got to jump in the pressure. I, Come I, on. I totally agree. Like, there's this one kid who I coach. Like, part of my junior stuff I do is they have a lesson, group lesson, individual lesson, and then we do a nine hole thing every week. I go watch some 10 of these kids play nine holes every week. Like, there's this one kid who just stripes it and stripes it, stripes it on the range. But whenever there's a problem, there's trouble on the right, kid hits it in the crap pretty much all the time. But that doesn't show up on the range. So we're like working on a little go-to shot that he can sting down the fairway and draw when he has a tight little par four that's not that long with his crap on the right. Mm -hmm. That's teaching right there. That's coaching and teaching. Correct. Honestly, what's funny is John and I had this conversation about his son, Grant, who, by the way, is a freaking stud. This kid can stripe a driver. Holy cow. But John's frustration over watching his own kid play (laughs) Is <laughs> right. He's like, he's like the dude, the guy hits it 330 down the middle, 
has a wedge to the 470 yard par four, hits it six feet, makes bogey, you know, and like the <laughs> exasperation on his face is just fantastic because his kid doesn't know how to play yet. And I told John, he, he'll, he will, because John's going to take him on the course every yeah. day that he can. And he'll yeah. learn how to play golf right now. He can hit the ball. Of course he can, but he can't really play the way he should be playing because he hasn't spent enough time on the course. It's just, just a matter measure, of time. Just measuring more. Yeah, just measure. Yeah, I just got to measure. Bad. I got to put him in a. I got to put him in a certain pod, and then he'll be good. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, but Brady, I appreciate what you said to me that day. I did not forget a single word you said, and the schedule is changing because of what you said. So we no appreciate it. that. Kid put got some good stuff now and then. Brady, he's he's failed a lot. I got fired a lot and failed a lot. I know a lot now. But I would I say literally, too, the way you learn. Put some money on. Put some money on Grant, dude. That kid's got. <laughs> he's got some chops, Tony. I love he's it, got some chops, guys. This has been. I love keeping up with my West Coast peeps. You guys normally are up later than I am because of the time difference. But, uh, anyways, first of all, you guys all do such a great job. Appreciate always inviting me in to do stuff with you guys. Appreciate you sitting there with me. You guys kick ass out there and uh, enjoy your Super Bowl Sunday. And uh, we'll do this again soon. You got a West Coast, baby. West Coast. <laughs> oh my God. Thanks, boys. We're, Brady and I are working on it. We're going to do a little West Coast swing, a little golf swing. We are. We're yeah. doing a little West Coast awesome. swing. It's going to be good. It'll be awesome. Guys, awesome. we appreciate you guys. We'll do it soon. Thanks, Tony. See, See you, boys. See you, boys. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Tour Coach. I want to take a minute and thank Cordy Walker and Golf Science Lab, as well as my sponsors, Shrikshan, Buick, Bushnell, and Vineyard Vines, for helping make all of this possible and helping me share my insights with you. If you like what you've heard, why don't you check out more on the Dew Sweepers channel on YouTube, as well as the Dew Sweeper on Instagram, or go to dewsweepersgolf.com to find out more about my teaching, my travels, and where you can find out more about me.